you from the Yard Dogs Podcast Studio. A show for the fans by the fans. Talking all things Cleveland Browns from our mic to your ears. To your ears. With your hosts, Jason Hand and Mikey P. Yes, and welcome to the Yard Dogs Podcast, the show for the fans, by the fans. I'm your host, Jason Hand. The Yard Dogs Podcast is now part of Network 216. You can find Network 216 on Twitter, at Network 216. Tonight and every Tuesday night, we are streaming live exclusively on Twitch. If you couldn't catch the live show, we've got you covered You can also find the Yard Dogs podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe, give us a five-star review, and please share this show because sharing the show helps more than you'll ever know. If you're a Cleveland Browns fan, media member, player, or former player, and would like to be a guest on the Yard Dogs podcast, hit us up on Twitter. You can find us there at Yard Dogs Pod. And of course, our DMs are always open. And joining me tonight is my co host, partner in crime, the one and only Mikey P. You can find him on Twitter at MikeyP422. Mikey, how we doing tonight, buddy? Uh, we're doing good, man. We uh, come off of July Fourth weekend, you know, had a little a barbecues, yeah. cookouts, get some, get some swimming in the pool, some yard work. Uh, but it's it's also letting us know that we have 25 days until training camp starts, and then what 37 days until the first preseason game. So football is uh, is right around the corner. This is the last month, actually, without football. Yeah, well, I mean, we're, in we're August. past July 4th. Yep, we're past July 4th. We're ready to go. Um, live live uh, questions, comments are always welcome on the show. I've, I'm actually going to post a link to the show. So if you have a, um, a comment for the show or a question, be sure to you can click on the link and, and come right on. So let me go ahead and get that in the show right now. Mikey, how was your 4th of July weekend, buddy? It was good, man. How was yours? I heard you played some golf. Mine was excellent. You know, I did. I played some golf yesterday, which was pretty cool. Uh, Binge watched some TV. That was also pretty cool. Got out of the house. Um, Honestly, when I woke up today, I didn't realize it was Monday. (laughs) (laughs) Or Tuesday, really. Today's Tuesday. When I woke up today, I realized today was, yeah, we're on Tuesday now. But my, my week's all jammed up. See what I'm saying? So, uh-huh. but uh, anyways, we're here for the show now, and, and I'm excited. We actually have a new guest on the show that she, she's going to come on in just a couple minutes. So definitely excited about that. Nice. And just remember, we got to talk, you know, we got, we got the Twitch channel. Uh, you know, we're streaming live on Twitch. And just remember... You can subscribe to the Network 216 Twitch page if you want to support the show. It's $5.99 per month, about $0.20 cents per day if you break it down. It, it can also be uh, free by linking your Amazon Prime account. So if you are like most people in the world right now, they all have Amazon Prime accounts. Um, you, you can uh, subscribe monthly for free with that. You know, we're also working hard to bring Cleveland sports content. We have more shows coming, joining that, the network coming on. Um, the awesome benefits that you get, you know, you get to watch all the shows ad free, access to channel rewards, including drawings for subscribers, uh, Ohio sports prize packs. We recently gave away an Amari Cooper jersey and Brown City, and we appreciate all of the support. And uh, I'm going to let a little teaser. We are going to have, uh, especially on our show, we're going to have a giveaway for a autographed Grant Delpit football card. Whoa. So that's exciting. Be on, be on the lookout for yeah. that. Absolutely. The, the Del Pedo. The Del Pedo. The Del Pedo. Yeah. Um, Bo Bishop on Brown's daily said that he, he, he said he reminded him of a torpedo the way he cro- tore through that line. So I, I, I just put Del Pit and torpedo together and it became Del Pedo. So that's how that the came Del across. Pedo. 
the Del Pito. It didn't stick though. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it didn't stick. But that's okay. It didn't catch. It didn't catch on. No, it didn't catch on. But maybe it will this year. I don't know. But we'll see. he's we'll one of the players see. that I'm excited about this year. Grant Grant mm-hmm. Delpit. I'm excited about him. It's his third year, but really his second year. So right. looking for him to make some big strides. Yeah, I, I, I like. I, I think he's uh, coming into his own this year, and we're we're going to see you know some big things out of him uh, with this defense yeah. this year. I think the defense is going to play with a lot more confidence, play a lot faster. Uh, just you know, a lot of these guys, it's year two in the in the in the defense, so it goes a long way for sure. Yeah, and we already have some some audience members here. Jeff is uh, a faithful viewer of the yard dogs podcast and and actually all the shows on network 216 i always see him in the comments but he says uh he already has a grant delpit jersey he's just saying so maybe we need to if he wins maybe we need to switch it out with something else yeah this is this is no lie this is this is this is legit yeah grant delpit it's gonna it's gonna be given away very soon but you gotta subscribe yeah and I don't know if you mentioned this, but if you have an Amazon Prime account, you can actually do it for free. Oh, but he he, he just said he wants that card. <laughs> so that's my dude. Um, let's let's go ahead and get into our our special guest for tonight. Um, we are excited to bring on this lady. She's uh, not only a huge Browns fan, but she's also a, an aspiring NFL reporter. Uh, she's coming to us from Cleveland, Ohio, Taylor Woods. You can find her on Twitter at twoods underscore 12. Let's go ahead and bring her in the stream right now. Taylor, welcome to the yard. Thanks for having me. Thanks for what coming What is going on. on, Taylor? Not much. Ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're excited to have you, Taylor. You know, this is a show for the fans by the fans. You, you reached out to us on, on Twitter and our, in our DMS asking us to come on the show. And of course, you know, we jumped at the opportunity. Anytime someone asks us to come on the show, that's, that's a good indicator right there. Yeah. So, I really appreciate welcome, you guys bringing me on. on. Oh, yes. And I see you have a Browns jersey on. Is, is that a, Njoku. is that a Joku? Njoku. Okay. Nice. Yep. My latest Christmas present. That's, that's, a, that's a good very one. Very nice. Yeah, I was very excited yeah. to open this one up. <laughs> <laughs> the Chief. That's, uh, that's The Chief. Yeah. We'll be talking about David and Joku later on the episode, actually. So, well, well done by you, Taylor. It, it, let me ask you, is this your first Browns podcast that you've done? I know you've been, you were on another podcast recently. I don't think it was a Browns podcast, but is, is this your first Browns podcast? This is my first Browns podcast, yes. Awesome. Good one to be on. We're 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 excited awesome. to have you and uh you know talk about your fandom and and some of your aspirations and uh and uh we'll we'll get into that first. So we appreciate you making us your first podcast, first Browns podcast at least. I, I appreciate you guys having me on. I'm excited. Now is question question for you is uh um you mentioned that you're an expiring um uh, nfl reporter is what you kind of want to do um is sports podcasting also one of your goals it is i would like to get into that um i like right now being like this a guest on the show that way i can watch other people and learn how you guys do it and you know the behind the scenes stuff so being a guest right now is nice um and then in fall i'm going to school for um a bachelor's degree in sports casting so That'll help a lot too. Nice. Uh, where, where are you going to be going to school at? It's an it's an online school. It's um oh, okay. awesome. yeah, it's online. I work full time, so right now online schooling is going to be the best option. But they have a really good online program, so I'm really excited to start that and see where that takes me, and hopefully gets me somewhere in the future. Okay. Awesome. Well, we're excited for that, and uh, you know it's 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 great to have goals and, and, and it's a, sounds like something you're going to be passionate about too. It's always fun to, to work in a field or, or uh, strive towards something that you're passionate about too. Like, Oh yeah. They say, if you love your job, you'll never work a day in your life. So 
Correct. Right. <laughs> we were talking about before the show, um, you know, you were, you're originally from Ohio, correct? You're born and raised in Ohio? Yeah, that's correct. I'm just 20 minutes west of Cleveland. What's it, what is it like growing up in Ohio as a Browns fan? Um, it's crazy because every, I mean, everyone loves the Browns. I feel like Cleveland is more of a football city more than anything. So everyone loves the team and my family are huge Browns fans. I remember watching them since I've been really little. And Mm -hmm. even when, you know, we weren't doing so hot, you know, everyone went to the stadium still, everyone was still going to games, watching the games, talking about them. So we always love our Browns, that's for sure, no matter what they do. Awesome. Well, obviously, um, you know, uh, myself and Jason, um, we can't relate to that because he grew up in Arizona and I grew up in Virginia, but uh, we've been Browns fans since, since we were since we were young kids. Um, I always like to ask, you know, we always like to ask this question when we ha- anytime we have a guest on the show. Um, who was the Browns quarterback when you first started, like, really following the Browns? When I first really started, well, the first quarterback I really remember was Tim Couch, and that's because we would always go over to my grandpa's house and watch it there, and he has this huge poster of Tim Couch on the wall, and we'd watch the games over there. So that was the first quarterback that I really remember. Okay. Tim Couch is, is, is a good one. So you kind of started uh... – you're really your your fandom really took off around '99 then. Yeah, yeah, early 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> I I always say you know, I feel I feel bad for fans that started during that time because they didn't get to experience you know a, a lot of the glory days from the '80s. No, we don't get the uh, cardiac kids or Bernie Kosar no. or any of that. So. <laughs> you know, and my dad, my dad is old enough. Like he was, he was around for the '64 championship team, so he remembers like. Uh, you know, I just remember some Browns, really good Browns teams that went far and could have could have potentially won Super Bowls or gone to Super Bowls. And he remembers Browns teams winning championships and being a perennial uh, contender year in and year yeah. out. So it's always interesting. Oh, yeah. I like to hear when my grandpa talks about when he was watching um, the Browns back then. It's always fun to mm-hmm. listen to. So what was your first what was your first Browns game you ever attended? The first one I ever went to was probably the first one I really remember when I was like an adult was when I was 16 and it was my very first Steelers game when the Steelers were at home. So that was a pretty interesting first one to go to, Um, you know, just a lot of chirping back and forth in the audience, but it was still, it was really fun still, but that was my first game was a Steelers game, which was awesome, I think. Was it in Pittsburgh or in Cleveland? In Cleveland. I've okay. never traveled anywhere to okay. watch them, but I really, really want to. Like this year, I would love to go to South Carolina for the home, the very first game. That would be amazing. So I'm going to try to do that. But if not, I'll be at the first real home game. Okay. I think Jason's back with us. Yeah. Can you guys hear me and see me? Yeah. Yep. Awesome. I've been hearing you guys the whole time. I apologize. I'm having really bad technical difficulties. And it's really strange because all my teenage kids are out of the house. They're not soaking up internet uh, bandwidth or anything like that. I'm all by my lonesome. So there's no excuse why I should be having issues. Oh, no, you're all good. It, it happens from, from time to time. Yeah. You're like, uh, you know, when Baker was like, hey, you got to be quiet when the offense is at work. You gotta tell your internet you gotta cooperate when when the podcast is at work. Yeah. I I know I know for me, you know, we're we're talking about Brown's fandoms, right? I just I just came back, but for for me, you know, growing up in Phoenix, Arizona, I was literally the only Browns fan in my school. <laughs> so you know, most most uh, kids there were like Cardinals fans or Cowboys fans. There's a lot of Cowboys fans, but uh, I, I I don't even know what that's like to grow up in a place you know like Cleveland, Ohio, where everybody supports the same team. So 
I think the closest I ever came to that is when I found Brown's Twitter. That was magical for me because all of a sudden I get to interact with Brown's fans like and I just got hooked because I'd never had that in my entire life. So um Brown's Twitter is fantastic. <laughs> I, I agree with that because um you know, I've always had the a Brown I've been a member of the Browns Vikers club for at least 10 years now. Um, and when I found them, it gave me, at least during football season, other Browns fans to be around and talk to. Um, but, like, during the off season, there was nobody, like, to talk about the draft with or talk about free agency signings with. Uh, but once Twitter came around and you found Browns Twitter, it definitely was able to find a home there, too. And I liked, uh, you know, talking about the Browns all year long. And then now doing a podcast is twice as nice. Uh, let's get into, uh, some Browns headlines. You know, there, there's not much going on. We just celebrated the 4th of July. Happy birthday, America. Uh, but there, there is something that, that, uh, ended last week and that was the Deshaun Watson hearing the, the NFL wrapped up. It, it lasted three days. So I don't know if that was surprising for you guys. It kind of was for me. I was thinking maybe a day or two tops, but it went on for three days, uh, what what did you guys learn new, if anything, and what are, what are your thoughts on what the outcome is going to be? And uh, I'll start with you, Taylor. Um, I'm excited to have him here. I really am. Um, I think he'll fit good on our team. I really didn't learn anything much. I kind of been keeping up with the story and what's been well, the case and what's been going on. I'm surprised it went three days, but I think it's a good thing so they could get all the information out there and i know you know i saw from a couple sources that it said the nfl found no evidence that he did anything so i'm curious to see how it's going to end up i really think it's going to be eight games who knows but i i think it shouldn't i think they're going to try to make an example out of him but not punish him too much because he really you know, he's not convicted of anything, so I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. For for me, Jason, though, I mean, I wasn't surprised that it took three days. Um, I really didn't learn anything new other than that they did say that the NFL, you know, found no evidence of coercion or for mm-hmm. enforcement or anything. Um, I just don't know which way it's going to go anymore. Like, I don't believe anymore that it will more than likely be a full year suspension. I have a feeling it is going to be a suspension, but I think with this being like, this is really her first case that she's done. So it's almost like you don't want to go too aggressive when you're there. If they're saying there's no evidence there, because then at that point it sets precedence for future issues or anything like you, you kind of like you kind of you're this is like the tone setter for for the next uh set of cases so i have heard people say it could be as little as zero games to two games to four games like at this point like i have no idea like i i'm not leaning anywhere like at this point it's just so and the information that comes out like is it is it coming out like is is information being relayed to people that's coming out of Deshaun's camp? Is it coming out of the NFL's camp? Like you don't know who to believe or, or what's credible and what's not. I, I think this is going to be one of those things until they make that decision, which I was actually surprised that I was waiting for a decision to actually come down today. Like I thought today it might come out, you know, coming after July 4th. Cause I, I'm almost certain they, they want to get this decision done. It's probably going to come, you know, either this week or, or next week, I would guess. I just, I just have no idea which way they're going to go um, because I think the NFL is also make, want to make sure that nothing else is going to come out. Um, they, they want to avoid a Ray Rice situation where Ray Rice, you know, they, they didn't hand out any type of punishment and then all and the video came out and then they looked really bad for that. So I just, I really don't know. Like your guess is as good as mine, <laughs> what they're going to come down with. I think they said something about July 11th. They were going to have like 
people meet again and then that was when the decision was going to be made or I, I saw something about that where that sue robinson was going to have both sides come together july 11th and then hopefully a decision is made soon after that because i'm tired of waiting so i think there's a reason why that is being made i think i think she wants the nfl and deshaun's camp to have a settlement because if you have a settlement then there's no appeals process mm -hmm. because if it goes to appeal then you kind of handcuff uh sue can get handcuffed because at that point roger goodell has ultimate say and how bad would it look the person who was just anointed through the player you know the the, the new cba that her first decision gets appealed by the league and mm -hmm. they hand out say they she, she says four games and they're like no four games is not going to fly we can't have four games we want this full year like and he comes and appeals but then they're like okay well after we meet on the 11th like all right we'll agree to uh we'll, there'll be no appeals process if we set it at six or eight games like i think that's what it's more those meeting next week is for is is try to get a settlement done i i think the the strange thing is so with national media no one knows where to put the cleveland browns as far as projections as far as mm -hmm. how many games we're going to win nobody's talking about it and the reason why they're not talking about it is the same reason why we hesitate to talk about how the browns are going to do this year because we just don't know who's going to be leading the charge right and when you look at a when you look at jacoby Brissett, let's face it you he's a backup he he if he was a starter in this league, he would have already been a starter. So he's a backup. My biggest question is, if it, this is going to be a significant suspension, what what do you do? Do you, do you roll with Jacoby Brissett for a whole season as your starter? I mean, because let's face it, our roster is amped. It's jacked. Like, there's talent all across the roster. We have a Super Bowl caliber roster that could possibly be led by a backup. So, but when you look at the situation, I don't know that there's that much. I mean, what do you do in that scenario? <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure Andrew Barry is a smart guy. He's got seven different contingency plans laid in place. If it's a year long suspension, you know, versus, you know, if it's an eight game suspension, you look at their schedule and you say, Hey, Jacoby Brissett should be able to, to take this team and make them four and four. They should be able to go four and four through their first eight games. Now, if he was suspended for the back half of the season, that's a totally different story because the back half seems to be uh, is going to be tougher as far as more road games, um, tougher opponents. Um, so I think I think you're really just if it's eight games, like you're just like, hey, can can you take us four and four? Which I think he can. If it's a year long suspension, I think you're looking more at a. Con you're looking more at other contingency plan, like maybe a possibly bringing in a guy like a Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, uh, of course, that would take giving up more assets that they want. But you know, if you're if you're looking to start a guy for a year, give him give him an opportunity to showcase his skills uh, with a good team. Uh, we kind of present that opportunity for him. Yeah, and, and to Jacoby Brissett's credit. You don't hear a peep out of the guy. I mean, he just gets up, he goes to work, he's been involved at all the camps. The quarterback rooms, they're kind of a cohesive unit. Um, so I, I think they're prepared and ready for whatever is going to come their way. But it's just interesting when you think about it, because us as fans, we just, we're not used to this. Usually we know who our quarterback's going to be. You know, we, we've had other players that face possible suspensions, like Josh Gordon, for example. Mm -hmm. But that's not the, the face of your franchise. That's not the leader of your team. Deshaun Watson is the leader of the team. And possibly Jacoby Brissett could be the leader of our team for a quarter of the season, half the season, maybe possibly even the whole season. So I think as fans, we just want to know, okay, what are we looking at? You know, what is the decision going to be? Taylor, you said it could be July 11th. Man, that, yeah, that, that's, that come, that's that's National Slurpee Day for 7-Eleven. So I don't <laughs> I don't know that that's a good day to bring that out. But. <laughs> well, you know it's going to come out on a Tuesday because we've had several times where information has come out every Tuesday, like right before we go on live. 
Like we're like, oh, there's no big news coming out, and all of a sudden, boom, something happens on a Tuesday. Right. What what are you, what are your thoughts on Jacoby Brissett? I mean, Taylor, let's say that Deshaun Watson is suspended for half a year or three quarters of a year, maybe even the whole year. What do you think the Browns kind of stay put and and just roll with Jacoby Brissett this year? Do you think they bring somebody in? What what are your thoughts on that? I, personally, I think you know they brought him in because they are going to roll. If whatever happens, he will be our starter. Um, I think he's good enough to lead us to win some games. I mean, last year was awful, and we still pulled out victories. You know, we can rely heavily on our run game. Our defense is really good, and now they're coming back a second year playing together. So I feel like there's games we can definitely win, even with Jacoby Brissett. And like you guys, he comes and he works very hard, and that's what everyone has said about him so far is that he – comes to work and he practices and I think Andrew Barry is smart and like he said has whatever suspension is coming has a game plan for the year and he knows what he's doing yeah do do you Mikey P do you think Kevin Stefanski's game plan is different so if we have Deshaun Watson as our QB versus Jacoby Brissett I mean obviously do you think that Kevin Stefanski's game plan is that his game, his plan of attack would be different. Oh yeah. It'll, it'll be slightly different. I think in a, in with the Deshaun offense, uh, you still want to have balance and, and run the ball. I think, uh, but with having Deshaun back there, I think they trust that he can win a game. If it was like a 70, 30 type situation, Versus if you have Jacoby in there, you really want you want to have balance 50-50. To me, the the offense would be would look probably more like it did under um uh the old guy, uh the young guy that from uh Oklahoma that used to be quarterback. Um like I think B- the offense would look more similar. BM. <laughs> yeah, BM. That's his yeah. name, yeah, BM. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, we saw that uh with, with Baker Mayfield. Uh you know, last year where, where he would, you know, throw the ball 20 something times. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think one game he, he threw the ball 19 times um, and we saw more of a run attack. So I think if, if we're looking at Jacoby Brissett, Taylor, I agree with you as far as if J- Jacoby Brissett is our guy, we're going to be leaning heavily on the run game. I mean, those guys are going to eat Dearness Johnson, Kareem oh, yeah. Hunt, Nick Chubb. Those guys are going to eat a lot uh on on Sundays and then Jacoby Brissett you know he might only throw 22 23 times a a game and then of course you had mentioned Taylor with our defense they're really going to have to step up and and keep the score low you know (laughs) so so we have a chance to to win these ball games but I I'm like you guys I'm I'm just looking for a decision I want to know what we're looking at I can I can face anything. If it's a year, it's a year. If it's eight games, I I think that we'll be okay. Mikey P, you'd mentioned, you know, if if it's eight games and Jacoby Brissett gets us four and four, we're going to be okay. Yeah, you just um, want to know. You just want to know, and I think that's the biggest frustration for for me as a fan. And this all happens very quick. We have. The, the the Browns preseason is kicking off. Sit down, wait, wait for this. Five weeks from this Friday. August, August 12th, 12th at Jaguars. Oh yeah. Five weeks. That's it. It'll be here real quick. I know. It needs to come faster though. And uh the regular season starts ten weeks from this Sunday. Hmm. Just- It'll come fast. And it was like all of a sudden, you know, um, I knew it was almost football season when I was at TJ Maxx and they were putting their Halloween stuff up. <laughs> I was like, football, really? season's, football season is getting close. TJ Maxx has their Halloween stuff up. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Halloween stuff is starting to come out already. <laughs> Taylor, do you look forward to preseason games? Oh, yeah. I love watching preseason games because I like to see the depth that we actually have and see our second and third string, see how they can really do. And I always get excited to watch that. And it's Browns football. So happy they're just playing. 
But yeah, I really like to see the depth that we have just in case something happens and our rookies, how they perform too. I'm really excited to see some of them. Yeah. I mean, Mikey P and I were talking earlier today. Uh, We're both in Virginia. So they, they, well, last year they did show almost every Browns preseason game and probably even the year before that, but normally they don't show them and, but they do show the replays on NFL network, but you being in Cleveland, I'm sure they show every preseason game, right? Yep. Everyone. You lucky dog. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We had our draft a couple months ago. Uh, Taylor, what Browns rookie do you see that is going to have the biggest impact this year? I I really like three of them. Um, Martin Emerson, Cade York, and David Bell. Those are my three that I think, well, at least one of them is going to make a big impact, especially – Cade York, he has a strong leg, and I'm really hoping that, you know, he can kick through our weather because the wind goes every way. It's raining, it's snowing. Who knows what the weather is going to be like? So I'm excited to see if we have a good kicker, like how Cincinnati has Evan McPherson, you know, because they won those games in the, you know, playoffs based on field goals. So I'm, I'm really excited to see what he can do. And I think David Bell could be like our next Landry or even better. So Ooh. he's got good hands. He's got really good hands and good um, slot receiver. So I'm excited to see that. That's a, that's a good point you say about Cade York, because I remember Tom Brady once saying he was only ever as good as his place kicker. Mm-hmm. If you realize like he's always had a really good, good play like he played with Vinatieri for years obviously and then they had Goskowski there so it's like a lot of times you know I mean think think about this like think in Tom Brady's situation what do you have two or three game-winning field goals to win Super Bowls if you have a terrible kicker those aren't game-winning kicks exactly. <laughs> and it, his status gets a little gets a little muddled he's got more losses on his resume so Something we've been trying, it felt like we've been trying to find ever since Phil Dawson went mm-hmm. to San Francisco, uh, is a kicker. And uh, hopefully, Cade York is that guy. He feels like he is, right? I mean, the name just sounds like he's a kicker. Sounds good, Cade yeah. 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 Like Cade his York. name sounds good. Yeah. And I hear it's he can like, kick too. <laughs> it's not like Billy Cundiff. Or Chris Blewett, like Cody, Cody Parkey. Like, they just, just don't sound like kickers' names. The Doink Master. Yeah. The Double Doink. Yeah, they, they just sound like missed, missed names. You know what I mean? And, Taylor, you'd mentioned David Bell. That's that's Mikey's guy. You know, he's he likes him some David Bell. So I do. Um, it's interesting you compared him to possibly being like a Jarvis Landry because I think a lot of Browns fans wanted to see him come back, and now he's mm-hmm. not. He's going to go to New Orleans. So so to have a younger version of Jar- Jarvis Landry, I don't think anyone would um, be mad about that. No, not at all. I'm, I really think he could be like him, like just from what I've watched, his hands and how he gets yards after the catch. It's just like Landry, so – I'm going to miss Landry a lot. I loved him, but I feel like we got a good one in David Bell who can step up and make plays like he did. And we got him in the third round. I know. With the Quessy pick. Mm-hmm. That was the Quessy pick. I'm excited to see all these guys uh, play this preseason. Because um, you only get three preseason games now. You figure, mm-hmm. figure game one, your starters might play a little bit, and then game two is going to be more of their tune-up. And Game three, like it's all the rookies. That's that's the one where it's like the rookies' time to show out and who's going to make those, you know, because normally you have your roster pretty much kind of known, except for like there's like five to seven positions normally that get decided in, in camp and during the preseason. Um, so I'll be excited to see those guys uh, uh, play and um, show out a little bit and get the, get their opportunities. I'm looking forward to Perry on Winfrey our defensive tackles. You know, when you look at our roster, that's probably one of the weak spots on Mm -hmm. our roster is the defensive tackle position. So uh, when we drafted him and I saw his uh, videos, you know, his highlight reels, and then I saw his interview, I forget who that was with, but I'm like, 
I can I can get behind a guy like that with that type of energy. Like if his play matches the energy that he has, and he's speaking everything like everything's right. You know, he's he's really latching on to Miles Garrett, and I think he even commented one time. You know, when Miles Garrett goes to the bathroom, I go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. When he gets a drink of water, I get a drink of water. So I, I like his attitude, and I, I'm really looking for big things from Perry on Winfrey. Yeah, I, I agree with that one too. With Perion, he's 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 what does he call himself? He's a dog, right? He's a dog. barking in the video. <laughs> That's right. I even got my dog check shirt on, so there yeah. we go. It almost felt like uh, it was weird because a lot of people said uh, Andrew Barry, and I know he Andrew Barry does not think like this. They were like, man, did all these Oklahoma fans that were chastising and tagging the Browns and stuff when. They brought in Watson, you know, over their love for Baker Mayfield, and then uh, you draft three Oklahoma <laughs> three Oklahoma guys in the draft. I thought it was, it was just like to get into goal. the Oklahoma fans, Oklahoma fans' good graces again, but that, that probably wasn't it. I mean, no, they're they're a they're a they're a traditional good program. They put out they put out some talented players. That's that's why they did it. I mean, unfortunately, Baker didn't work out here, and those things happen, but. You know, they're never going to not draft an Oklahoma player. I think that was where they were like, Oklahoma, they were hoping that we'd never draft another Oklahoma player. It's like, well, as long as you guys are producing good talent, we're going to draft players. We're going to get drafted. Yeah. Yeah. I'm usually an optimistic Browns fan. You know, I really am. If you if you know me as a person, I'm, I'm pretty optimistic about a lot of things. But I've found that this offseason, my, my enthusiasm has kind of paused a little bit be, just because of the Deshaun Watson situation. And we've just talked about the uncertainty of it, the not knowing. I like, I like to know the plan. Um, that's just my nature. And I think most people are that way. But not knowing what's going on is just kind of it, – it kind of put a damper on my enthusiasm. So, Taylor, I'm going to ask you this. What are some things on this? What are some parts of this team that we could be excited about going into the season, even if we don't have Deshaun Watson for a, a part of the season or maybe even the whole season? Like, what are some few a few things on this roster we could be excited about? Um, I personally think whether what happens with Watson or not, we have a great defense to look forward to. We got Clowney coming back, you know, John Johnson. They're all playing together again for a second year, and they're going to be more of a cohesive unit. So I think the defense will be better overall and really fun to watch. Our run game, obviously, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, I mean, they can do anything. They can run the ball all day. And the rookies, like I said, I think I'm really – for some reason, I'm really excited about the rookies this year. I really like the picks, and I think they're really good picks. And I don't know, for some reason this year, even with everything going on, it feels – I still feel very optimistic just because I feel like our team feels more of a team just seeing the players and how they talk and act in interviews and interact with each other. You know, it seems like they're all really one unit now. So I'm excited just to see how that works out. Just everyone coming back. Well said. You know, you, you can find positive things to look at in, in every situation. It would be easy to go – well, Deshaun Watson is probably going to be suspended for the whole year. I guess the whole season is going to be a waste. It would be easy yeah. to look at it like that. But if you look at the positives, we really do have a lot of strong points on this team. And there's a lot to be excited about. I mean, some some a player that really got put on the back burner a little bit, you know, because when we – when we traded for him, it's like we didn't even know who our quarterback was going to be, and that was Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about the wide receiver room in a minute, but but having a guy like that on our team, I thought was awesome. I mean, he's he's definitely a great wide receiver, and I'm excited to have him on our team. I know. I can't believe I forgot to say that. That was one of my main points. We got Amari Cooper for a steal for basically nothing, and I can't wait to see what he will do with our other receivers because, you know, he'll be a mentor to them, and Donovan mm-hmm. Peoples-Jones will be in his third year, and I think he'll do really well too. So yes. I'm just excited to see what they do. And I even think with Jacoby Verstead, as long as he's somewhat accurate, I think it'll be way better than last year. Way better. 
for our receivers. I mean, nobody even hit a thousand yards. I mean, not one receiver. So and we have the talent to do that. So I think we'll get it this year. I agree. Well, Mikey P and I are gearing up for a trip to Cleveland this year. We, we, we were planning on it last year. It just didn't happen. The stars didn't align. Um, I don't even know why, but this year uh, we're going to go to the Browns and Patriots game. I believe that's a one o'clock game in Cleveland. It's I, I haven't been to Cleveland since 2019, so I'm definitely excited about it. One of the things we love to do is to tailgate. Um, what are some fun tailgating games, Taylor? You, 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 you go to the Browns game. You're, you're probably in the Muni lot. You've seen some tailgating games. What are some, so, some tailgate games that we can look forward to when we go to Cleveland in October? Um, cornhole is probably the biggest one. Everyone brings cornhole to the tailgate. Everyone plays that, which is a fun game. Um, a lot of pong being played, you know, beer, different drinking games. Um, people bring the football to throw around, but it's mostly just a big group of people drinking and it's fun and there's good food. They always have really good food um, outside in this one lot. Um, and yeah, just it's a fun time. It's a really fun time down there. We're excited for it. Yeah, I, I saw somebody have a contraption. Um, I saw it in a video last year. He had like four tubes coming off this um, jar and he, he would dump beer in it and then four people would drink from it. It's like a bit, like a big beer bong. That was kind of cool. And then I, and then I saw uh, the empty beer keg bowling. Have you guys seen this? I was, I, I was going to ask you what that was because no, I have not seen this yet. Uh, well, I just saw it on, on, on a video on, on Brown's Twitter, but it's an empty keg and they roll it down and they're knocking over bowling pins. Hmm. <laughs> I have yet to see that one yet, but I'm going to be looking for it. <laughs> and then flip cup. That's another one. I don't even know how to play it, but I hear that that's a lot of fun. It's you basically fun. drink, drink, and then get your cup to land. Uh, it's kind of hard. It, it takes some skill. Yeah. It, not really. It, it, it's not super easy, but it, after you figure it out, it gets a little gets a little easier. And yeah. it's a fun it's a fun game to play as a team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you got to figure these games out because if you don't figure them out, then you're drinking way too much before the game, right? If you're not good at it, so yes, yeah. <laughs> so you got to keep that in check. Uh, I should say I got to keep me in check, Mikey P. I think you'll be fine. I'm always fine. Yeah. Um, all right, so th- let's get into our final segment of the night, and that's the AFC North wide receiver room rankings. So we have the Bengals, the Browns, the Ravens, the Steelers. In order from – you want to go from bottom to top or top to bottom? Let's do bottom to top. Um, okay. l- let's rank the wide receiver rooms, who has the best wide receiver rooms in the AFC North – Taylor, I'll start start with you. Going from the worst to the best. Uh huh. Yep. I would say probably the Ravens, then the Steelers, then us, and the Bengals definitely have the best wide receiver group as of right now. Yeah. Yeah. When I you look when that. you look at the Bengals wide receiver room, it's it's, it's actually nice. really good. Yeah, it's really good. It's, it's actually really good. Mikey P, what, where do you have them ranked? I have the same ranking. I have the Ravens uh, number four. In fact, they would be the easy number four at, if not for Mark Andrews. Like Mark Andrews gives them. Um, and the Steelers, I mean, I like some of their receivers, but uh, there's nobody that that you say like I got. He scares you on their team. Um, so I got them at number three. I got us at number two. Although I'm not. I'm deeply in love with, uh, you know, guys like Anthony Schwartz. I think he's still got a lot to uncover there. I really love David Bell, um, and I like DPJ. Um, I, I, lo- I can't wait to see what Njoku can do with Watson. So I got us at number two, um, and the Bengals are like one. They're they're number one. They're probably they 
to me, they they got the best receiving core in the NFL. Like, yeah, I take their receiving core anywhere. Even yeah. even the Rams uh, with Cooper Cup and uh, it's Cooper Cup and then a couple of good other decent players. But I go Bengals number one wide receiver room for sure. Yeah. When you look at, you know, when you think of wide receivers, you also automatically think of, okay, who's throwing the ball to them? Um, you know, when you, when you look at the Steelers, I mean, you know, when you look at the Bengals, Joe Burrow, I mean, the guy's a stud, right? I mean, he, he's an absolute stud. And you, got, you have Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. I mean, last year they combined for over 3,300 yards, 24 TDs. I think all, all of us agree that that's the number one wide receiver room in the AFC North. And you, Mikey P., said it could be the number one in the league. Oh, definitely. Um, the, 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 the bottom, you know, the, the Ravens, you know, they have Rashad Bateman, uh, Devin Duvernay, and then the third receiver has to be Mark Andrews as the tight end. And we're kind of in a similar situation where our our number three receiver could possibly be our tight end, David Njoku. Um, The Steelers, you know, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, and George Pickens. Mikey P., you're kind of high on him in the draft. What do you you think that guy's going to do in this league? Uh. Pickens is either going to be a star or a bust. Like, I don't see any, like, in-between with him. Um, if he's got his head on straight, uh, he can be a, he can be a stud receiver, potentially. Now, also, you know, uh, sometimes if the quarterback room is not right, you know, those guys may not shine or show out. I mean, we saw what happened with OBJ when he went to the Rams last year and got to play with Safford. Um so, you know, he, he's a guy with him being a rookie and potentially it looks like Trubisky's going to be their starter. Like, you, you don't know. Um, but it sounds like he's also going to be Deontay Johnson's replacement because it sounds like the Steelers are, are dead set on, you know, not offering him a new contract. So it sounds like he's going to be uh, moving on at the end of this year too. Yeah, then you, you look at the, the, the Ravens, I mean – they don't. I think the the scariest weapon they have is Mark Andrews. Yes. Oh yeah. Right. I I know when they play against us, I'm like, my eyes are is always like, okay. Where's Mark Andrews at? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they had Hollywood. Um. Um. Uh, what was his name? Brown. Hollywood, Hollywood Brown. Brown. Yep. And he's gone. So. You know, Mark Mark Andrews is that, and you look you look at our wide receiver room. You know, with Amari Cooper, obviously he's number one. DPJ is number two, but then when you look at number three, you, you know, David Bell. I have to see it first. I'm excited to see what he can do on the field, um, but I think it's a toss up between you know who is our number three receiver. Is it Njoku? Is it David Bell? Is it Anthony Schwartz? Um, who's the guy that can? Uh, uh, Cam Justice was talking about uh, Mike. Uh, it was it was the Mikes. There was Mike Thomas out of Oklahoma and Mike Holly, the undrafted receiver out of Miami. Have, yeah, she said uh, he didn't drop. She didn't very, see him drop a pass. Yeah, they've done very well, in, or they did very very well in the minicamp. Mike Harley is that his name? Yeah, Mike Harley is his name. You got yeah. Mike Thomas out of OU and and Mike Harley out of Miami. Yeah. So. All right, so so you're saying just to recap, um, Taylor, you're saying Ravens four, Steelers three, Browns two, Bengals one. Yep, and I really think this year I'm really excited for David Njoku. Now that Hooper's gone, he really gets to be the true number one tight end. And even Harrison Bryant did really well last year, so I think those two are going to have a good. But David Njoku, I really think this is going to be his year. He's just going to go out there and kill it no matter who the quarterback is if they can get it to him in the air just even 10 feet he'll be good like i'm i'm so pumped to see him this year and see what he can do as the number one tight end Mm -hmm. yeah everybody likes the chief oh yeah i like him and i'm also excited like i said to see what anthony schwartz does i could see anthony schwartz in the in the uh summer mold as will fuller was with deshaun watson um I mean, sometimes, sometimes like receivers are good, but 
but then they need that elite level quarterback play that makes them better and vice versa. Sometimes a receiver can make a quarterback, you know, look better than they truly are. So um, I can't wait to see what Watson, you know, is able to do with this roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's right around the corner. It's right around the corner. We got uh, five weeks to preseason, 10 weeks to regular season. Um, fancy football. Um, you're, you're already drafted. Year, you, you're already drafted. Wow, wow. Your draft is already going on. Well, no. So we, you know, we're going to do our, uh, I drafted in, in another league uh, that I'm in. Uh, and then obviously we'll be, we're actually going to be doing a fantasy league uh, with all the podcast hosts on this network. So that'll be fun. Yeah. Maybe that could be the one, one chip challenge. Mm-hmm. Now, now do you, do you play, do you play fantasy football at all? Or do you get into it? Um, I'm starting to, I'm just now learning. That's why I said before I haven't done it previously, but I would like to get into it this year and start doing it. Um, I actually, for some reason, just watched the show, The League, which has been out probably forever, <laughs> but that I really, after that, um, I don't know. It just made it seem really fun, especially you got a good group of people to do it with. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm learning. Yeah. Yeah. We, we got to figure out who's, who's the, the Kevin in our group. And the, uh... <laughs> <laughs> just don't be like my dad. I, I played with my dad one year and he drafted all Browns players. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Dad, this is fantasy football, man. You got to put your fan hat off and just be a, you know, fan of the my, league. My my wife drafted uh, a fantasy team one year. She drafted based off last names. So it was like, I think she had she had Fitzpatrick as her quarterback and Ocho Cinco and Hushmanzada. This is how old, long ago this was. Ocho Cinco and Hushmanzada. Like anyone that had a uh, a last name, she was drafting. She was like, I like his last name. <laughs> I think the the funniest thing about fantasy football is it will have you up watching the late game on Sunday night or even a Thursday night game. That's a good example. You'll be up till midnight watching the game, and it's like the Detroit Lions against (laughs) the Dolphins or whatever. The Dolphins. I was going to say the Dolphins, maybe. (laughs) I'll I'll tell you what. I'll share a fantasy. This is what fantasy does to you. This was one year. I'm in the playoffs. This is a horror, a fantasy horror story I'll share with you. The Pittsburgh Steelers and the Miami Dolphins were basically playing a meaningless, like, week 16 regular season game. Week 15, I think it was. And uh, NFL.com scored it as a blocked punt. That uh, Pittsburgh had blocked uh, – Miami had blocked Pittsburgh's kick. And later in the week, they did a stat correction – and said no, it wasn't a block punt because it went forward, like it it went past the line of scrimmage. So it was blocked, but then it, because it went past the line of scrimmage, technically still counts as a punt. And uh, it was like a two point correction, and I, I went from winning by one to losing by one. And I said, oh, I think that's the God. maddest I've ever been. Like, I do if, play that. Um, <laughs> wow, I forgot what's his name. That betting that they do, like that's. NFL Network betting where you can bet on the games like who's going to win by how many points. Mm-hmm. I almost won the million dollars, but Aaron Rodgers couldn't come through for me the one time, and I, I was I was this close. I all he had to do was I think all they had to do was drive and score a field goal, and they couldn't do it, and I would have been a million dollars richer. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and, and you had the quarterback. Upset. You had yeah. the guy. I had Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Like I was so upset. I was like, "How could you?" The one time I needed you, the one time, and it was late at night, and I, you know, I just, I, I couldn't even sleep that night. I was so upset. F- fantasy football is the only sport that'll have you rooting for a team down by thirty. Kick a field goal. Kick a field goal. <laughs> if, you, if that's your kicker, like kick a field goal. I need three points. <laughs> Who was the um, wide receiver for the Buccaneers? Miller? What, uh, was it last Anthony year? Miller? Mm. Oh, Scotty Miller. Scotty Miller. Dude, they had the um, uh, fan duel had the prop bets or the the parlay bets. That's what it was on, on player stats. And I won every, play, uh, every player stat bet. And Scotty Miller had a catch. 10 yards in the first half 
to 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 win the whole bet and he he catches the pass from Tom Brady and um it was nine and a half yards. <laughs> wow. I lost that's by really, half yard. That's bad luck. That's really bad luck. <laughs> it was like a ten dollar bet that would have turned into like three hundred and sixty dollars. Oh wow. And John, uh he he couldn't do it. <laughs> I think it was John Stewart once said uh, it was it was during one of his like stand up things. He said, Thank you. Dear Fantasy Sports, thank you for reminding me that I sucked at sports in real life and in fantasy life. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, I never want to wish the summer away. You know, we we just had July 4th weekend. But after July 4th, things really start ramping up in in the NFL world, you know, with with training camps. Mikey P., when does uh, the Browns training camp start in 10 days? Uh, July 30th. It starts July 30th. It's 25 days. 25 days. Uh, There's, I think there's 11 sessions that are open to the fans. Mm -hmm. Um, So make sure you sign up because those tickets go fast. I think most of them are already gone. They probably are. Yeah, I'll be there August 6th, and I think you said you were going what, August 5th? I'm going August 5th, yeah, Friday. Gonna leave work early, skip out on work. Eh. Work will be yeah. there on Monday. Yeah, it'll be there Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> well, this was a lot of fun, guys. Sorry about the technical issues. I think it's good now. Um, so so we, we got through that. This is the time of our show where I'd like to give all of our guests a chance to give themselves a plug. So, Taylor, where, where can we find you on social media? Um, you can find me on Twitter at twoods underscore 12. And then I'm also on Instagram at brownsalltay. So I use like a play on browns all day with my name. thought that was little clever, I guess. But, yep, that's where you can find me. And so far, I just make a lot of, like, edit videos for the players, you know, just appreciation posts and try to keep up on, like, what's going on in the news and posting updates. And it's a little boring right now, but once the season gets going, there will be a lot more and training camp and all that. So I'm excited to post more on that. Well, yes, if you get a chance, follow Taylor on Twitter. She's got a lot of Browns posts. She's a passionate Browns fan. We definitely see that on Twitter and we hear it in your voice on this show. So Taylor, we thank you so much for coming on the yard dogs podcast and just do me a favor though. When you make it big time, <laughs> you know, don't forget the small guys like us, Mikey P and myself, please don't I forget will not. us. I okay. won't. I promise. And I really appreciate you guys having me on. This was a lot of fun. So thank you. We had a blast too. We did. Awesome. And we like to Taylor, we like to end all of our podcasts with the go Browns. So on the count of three, Mikey P. Taylor, if you'll join me, one, two, three, go Go Browns. Browns.